phone interview with Miriam Delicato. This took place on September 29th, 2009. Let me fill you in a little bit about Miriam. She wrote a book. The title of the book is Blue Star, and this is in reference to a uh, Hopi Indian prophecy. And uh, it's an amazing, impressive book. A uh, very personal story. She tells about an event that took place in 1988 along a highway in Canada where she was uh, abducted along a lonely road in the, at night, and um, she was given information by these tall, beautiful, Nordic blonde aliens. Uh, as strange as that may seem, uh, she was told to keep quiet until the time was right. A couple of years ago, she was informed the time was right, and now she's come forward with this story. It's very interesting. Very interesting story. And uh, she's not shy about sharing it, and I give her a lot of credit. She's very intense and very um, very forthright with her ideas and opinions. And, uh, and I think the, the conversation was lively. She has a website, and the website is www.bluestarprophecy.com. And she's become quite a voice in this small little world of people who claim these experiences, and an important voice, in my opinion. And here's the interview. Okay, we're starting. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. It's uh, I'm up here in northern BC. It's getting a little bit cool already. And okay, I spent I've spent a lot of time in, in uh, I've worked in the um, Waddington Range, uh, teaching mountaineering for a number of years. So I'm... oh wow. So your I, I had an opportunity to go and look at your website, um, your blog area, and uh, it's really great how since we met in Laughlin, you have really moved into who you are. I guess that's the way to put it, and um, becoming comfortable with that. It's great. Well, it's it's interesting because I guess I am becoming more comfortable with it. At the same time, there's still, I mean, there's this underlying uh, tone of the whole thing of just like there's this, you know, pondering and this questioning of what's going on and what's really happening and, and is this real? So that's all uh, right there in the in the blog format and all and in my writings. Yeah, you know, I went through that stage for a really, really long time. Is this real? Is it happening? Is it real? What does it mean? You know, Um it's a real deny, uh, a real denial that you have to get over at some point, and and you eventually come into a really calm clearness over your own experiences and what it is that you know within yourself. And that's the beauty of it is it forces you to look at all of those different areas of who you are. And when is this going to happen? <laughs> I'm, I'm very <laughs> eager for this to happen. I'm, I feel like I'm a little anxious. I'm like waiting to like wake up one morning and go like, okay, well, I can take all this for granted now. And it just seems like a, you know, normal day-to-day life now. Uh, it's actually been, it's a, it's a, I'm really conflicted. It's quite, it's been quite a struggle. I'm much more at peace now. When we, you and I met, I was wrapped up in knots, but uh, I'm much more at peace now. But still there's this underlying, you know, I'm just puzzled by the whole thing. Well, I don't think that that ever fully goes away, Mike. I think that you end up having that with you for, I think that for me, I'll have it with me for the rest of my life. And it's a gift in some ways that I've, I've learned that it's a gift because I question everything that I do and every, every direction that I get pulled in and pushed in and 
It's what forces us to really look deep within ourselves to find the answers, not outside, but within. And to be, you know, to be looking back on that time from when I had my uh, physical contact in 88, it took me years after that to settle it back into into life and and not have that I don't know how to describe it it's almost like a a slight um jitter that I had you know of okay is this real what's going on what's happening oh yeah yeah and it's, it's sometimes it, it uh, it's more than a slight jitter it seems like a, like an all-encompassing it feels like I'm in the washing machine with the with the uh, the lid clamped down you know so <laughs> on the spin cycle so you know so uh yeah. Well, are you still in the phase of um, having uh, numerous contacts on on a regular basis? Now, this is tough for me to answer because, no, I don't think I am. If the phase I'm in, if the phase, this is so strange to try to quantify this stuff because I, I don't really know how. But what's happening for me presently is is I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of synchronicities. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can describe it, it seems like... Um, the puzzle pieces are falling down and they're kind of landing in my lap and I can pick right. up the individual puzzle piece and look at it and flip it over and look at the back and, and I can set it in place and, it's, and it seems like, oh, this puzzle piece, it's tidy. And I think if I had been delivered uh, the entire puzzle in one fell swoop, you know, like the, just the big picture, um, I, think it would have, I think it would have broken me. I think I would have gone insane. Uh, it just would have been too much. So over the last... And I'll be, it's been about two and a half after three years. About the last three years, I've, uh, three years ago, I made a very conscious effort to look into this stuff. And in doing so, um, uh, it just, I am just shocked. The doors that have swung open and the floodgates that have just, uh, that have, uh, you know, opened up on me have been so strange. And, and what's happened is, uh, you know, I thought there would be this tidy progression of, of, uh, you know, of information, and, and instead it's been this, like, you know, that it's gotten so much weirder than I would have expected it. Yeah, I, <laughs> yes, well, this is the thing, right? I mean, I talk about, I talk about this a little bit, this subject, um, quite a bit, fairly often, um, fairly often, about how people have had experiences, and in fact, what happens with them is that they have a lot of difficulty in accepting them. Not only accepting them, but also they have great difficulty in processing the information. And this is why I say, please, you know, if everybody, if everyone out there is is looking into this and researching it, take it slow, because it can it can blow your mind. And yeah. literally, I mean, blow a circuit in your mind. And make it so that you end up having some serious, um, you know, mental stability issues. And you move from having rationality to becoming completely irrational. Even though what it is that we are doing, I heard that, Mike. Oh, that's my telephone in the background. I'm just going to let that machine pick it up. Here, we'll pick up in a second here. I'll, I'll, let's, uh, I can edit this, this phone call out here, or this thing in the background. So you were talking about literally blowing your mind, and I'll start on that again, and I can edit this back together. I apologize. Okay. I, I wish I knew how to turn the ringer off on my phone. Um, that's, that's funny, because I'm non-technical myself. <laughs> no, it's very interesting to sort of like run a blog and try to do these little audio things and, and to be so technically technically uh, flawed. Let's see who this is. This is... 
<laughs> okay, this is so it's Marla Freeze who's on the line right now, and I don't know if you know who she is. No. She's a she's a quite a gifted psychic that um that works with uh, Whitley Strieber sometimes. So um, this is very funny. Uh, I was as the phone is ringing, I was like, okay, who's this going to be? I just as far as like these funny synchronicities that sort of show up in my life. The my my email inbox yes. is is like a. It's all filled with people with contact experience, or researchers, or psychics, or uh, and it just that that wasn't the case a year ago or six months ago. Um, it just seems like I've I've stepped into this arena and I've just been flooded with this kind of a <clears throat> I just immersed myself into such a level. So for good or for bad, I, I feel like there comes a time when I need to take a walk in the woods, and there comes a times when I need to like you know recognize that ooh it's. It's, uh, it's time to wash the dishes, kind of thing, which which uh, I feel like I can put off. I get so immersed in this stuff. Well, you know that's the thing. I I I, I share with people that with my emails that I receive, if if an average meaning a person that is not aware of this subject matter, if they were to go to any one of our email inboxes and read them, each and every one of them, they would be a changed person. And in fact, um, you know, it does change you and it makes you stronger, don't you think, Mike? I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a reminder that this is a real thing, I guess. Uh, you know, it's it's a, it's hard to deny it when 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 uh, the information that's coming in is paralleling my information so tightly. Uh, and and it's it's there's this new electronic medium. I mean, it just I, I don't know how folks could have handled this, you know, 15 years ago before the advent of email. It seems silly to say that you know just the act of writing a a letter on paper and or you know making a phone call and trying to search someone out. I think um, those sorts of connections would have been awkward and difficult a few, you know, a few decades ago. And now they seem to be, it seems to be, I'm just, uh, I'm delighted with the fact that I've got this, uh, I have the internet here to help me out. It's been, you know, it's been surprisingly supportive. You know what? That is a beautiful, absolutely beautiful statement. And, and I, I'm, I was just listening to you talk about how it wouldn't have been possible for that reason um, to the same level, and wow, that's that's a really profound statement, Mike, because it's so very true. And I think about, I mean, so so you know, you had a contact experience that was extremely dramatic in 1988, yeah. and um, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, the, you know, you were told it's. In, I'm not putting words into your mouth, so just correct me if I'm if I'm speaking for you. You were told, um, you know, the the time is not right yet. Right. And uh, and then there came a point when the time was right, and that seemed to converge with this uh, with this new chapter of human communication on the planet. It is quite amazing. Well, a couple of things um, regarding the communication with people, and I think that we had this conversation at Laughlin when we met. Um, at least I believe that we did. Uh, you know, it's great for people to have that communication between each between individuals. And to be able to find that support, especially through means such as the the internet, but what had hap- what happens is that that strengthens us because we have that um, support and that clarity through all of these different um, arenas. But 
at the same time, it allows us to be able to make connections so that we can actually physically meet each other, such as um, learning about these events in, you know, uh, the UFO Congress conference in Laughlin, Nevada, um, the Awaken Aware conference with Project Canamalot, um, the crash retrieval um, X conference, all of those things. Do you know, for me, those things are not as much a learning experience from the speakers, which I have been at um, myself, but rather an interaction of human souls with one another to give that, um, and, and it ends up being giving support uh, in the physical world. Because once we meet, we physically meet each other, it becomes so much stronger for us. Yeah, and, and the, my, my experience is at Laughlin. Um, where I've gone two years in a row, and Laughlin is a is a mixed bag for me. I think it's got a, there's a circus atmosphere there, and also is in this incredibly tacky place. You know, it's very strange to have this uh, oh this underlying tone of you know spiritual advancement, and then you're in this you know kind of silly uh, casino, you know, confronted with with some really genuine folks mm-hmm. and, and people who are either searching or or you know, eager to give, or some folks are are um, needy and, you know, in a place where they need to receive. And, and uh, I, I went down two years in a row, and the reason I went down more than anything was to, to sit in the um, uh, experience or support groups that were that were um, held one year by Leo Sprinkle and then the next year by Barbara Lamb, both of whom are very, um, uh, you know, big-hearted, caring people. And, and that was really interesting because if I had only read the literature online, if I had only read books... I would have thought that everyone claiming this experience was having, um, you know, this nightmare experience with medical exams by by evil little doctors, uh, in, you know, and uh, and that was certainly part of what people were talking about. But I was I was really surprised at the overwhelming I don't know maybe I'm going to guess 60 percent of the of the claims that people were talking about and, and the stuff that they were sharing in these closed sessions was instead about um, beautiful spiritual contact with with uh, advanced intelligences uh, and that that really took me by surprise both you know it's 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 not part of the popular culture that that's what's happening um, the, the popular culture says it's, it's these almost demonic little uh, uh, e- evil doctors that are that are abducting people against their will and and there's something else going on that's that's more interesting. Well, see, I believe uh, uh, there was a question that was posed to a panel of people um, at a conference I was just at in Los Angeles, Awake and Aware. And that's the that's the one that uh, Project Camelot just did? Yeah. Okay. yeah, that was Project Camelot. And there's a lot of people in Project Camelot that are pretty heavy duty. And <laughs> they have a they, they have a heavier um, a heavier view than I do of uh, issues surrounding this particular subject. And, but they all, no matter what, no matter how heavy their, their, their message is about the darker side of things, they still come up with a really deep spiritual side. And if you meet these people, it's fascinating because they may, they may talk about things that are so dark and so heavy and so really quite frankly depressing but then they're so deeply spiritual it's it's quite interesting but we were posed we were we were given a question and that question 
uh, something along the lines of um, do you, about disclosure and how that's going to happen. And, and I said, you know, my greatest concern is that disclosure happens through government because I don't believe that we'll get the full picture. Um, I, I think that disclosure needs to come from us because, and it is, Mike, and you're part of that disclosure right now by having this conversation with me and putting it onto the internet and having your podcasts. You're part of disclosure. And I'm so I thank you because this is not about all about uh, these, you know, dark, um, dark agendas and dark ETs that are doing experimentations on, on mankind. These are very deeply spiritual, uh, moving experiences. And even for those individuals who have had um, life changing, horrifying and horrific things, um, experiences, they are still deeply spiritual and beautiful individuals and souls that have gained knowledge and insight in a way that never would have been possible had it not have been for those. Not saying that I agree with what's happened to them. What I'm saying is there's still this amazing other side that really, I think, demands more attention. And that's, that's, my, that's my goal in um in in the work that i'm doing is trying to bring about that other voice yeah this is so interesting this is so so interesting now i so here's you and i met at laughlin Mm -hmm. and i saw you and i recognized you from uh, the project camelot um photographs i i I listened to the audio uh, portion of your interview and and i remember seeing there was a there was a photograph of you on the on the page and I recognized you that morning in Laughlin um, at a coffee shop, and I walked right, right up to you, and I said it's something to the effect of, like, uh, listen, uh, we got to talk. <laughs> and uh, and before the conference was up, we sat down and, and, uh, and uh, chatted for a while, and I kind of filled you in on my story, and, and it was at a place where I was really confused. And I'm pretty sure the, the way you, you, know, you listened very patiently, uh, and my story tends to ramble. It's got. It doesn't seem to have a beginning, middle, and end to it. Uh, None of us do, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, and then, uh, and then, then, you know, you said something that was really interesting. You said, um, "Well, you're already doing all the right things," and I didn't see it. I hadn't really seen it until that point. Um, and and I, as I was driving home from the conference, uh, I was. You know, I had found a little bit of clarity, and I was pretty mixed up when I drove down, and I was driving from Idaho to, to the conference, which is in, in uh, Nevada, so it's a full-day drive. And on the drive back, I had a lot of time to sit in the car and just and think stuff through. And uh, when I got home, it felt like there wasn't... I wasn't home a day, and I had already started this blog online. I had been keeping some stuff as uh, as diary entries and writing it down... Um, just trying to make sense of my own experiences. So, so I had this pages of this stuff ready to go, and I just dropped it, you know, onto this blog format, and it was incredibly. Oh, on one sense it was it was cathartic, and on another sense it was, it was like a, mad compulsion. I felt like I was almost powerless, right, uh, to stand in its way. I felt like, uh, and as silly as this sounds, and I and, and I the implications of what I'm going to say are going to sound you know, heavy handed, but it felt like I was being controlled or impelled by some, by some unseen force, uh, whether that was, you know, just a, 
a deep part of myself or whether there was something more going on, I don't know. But I definitely, I was in a crazy state when I, when I started this blog format. Um, well, I can relate to that. And I, in, if you were to ask my personal opinion, I would say that every one of us that have had these types of experiences have gone through that process of feeling as though you are, um, you're so you're so moved to do something that it almost does feel like it's not your choice, but really it is, because you can say no to it. Uh, it's just that what happens when and 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 I, I think this is a question for you. Did you not find that after you released and you began the process? that you are now more comfortable in who you are as a person than you ever have been in your life? Um, that's hard to answer that one because I, I still feel like I'm, I'm a little, uh, since looking into this, which has been about two or three years now, I feel like, like I'm withdrawn and, and, uh, and isolated over this a little bit. So, uh, so, so I don't have a good answer to that. I feel like I have a level of uh, expanded... Uh, it feels like I have a, I have a much bigger picture. Oh, I'm sorry, go on. Insights. Expanded insights. Well, I feel like I have expanded insights. I feel like I have a, a bigger... My definition of reality has gotten bigger since since uh, since this whole thing happened. You know, bigger, mm-hmm. more expansive, richer, uh, stranger, uh, more multilayered than, than it would have been before. It hasn't been easy, but it's been that's been the result. Whether that means I'm a better person or not, I, I don't know. Well, interesting because I don't, I don't think that anyone's better, a better person for it. But what I would say is that, you know, for myself, I, I grew up, I grew up having these amazing abilities and, um, you know, I could, I could, I was a really good remote viewer when I was 13 years old, you know? Um, I don't, I don't sit down and, and use that ability now on any regular basis whatsoever. But if I were to sit and practice and do all of these things and really, you know, use those abilities more and more and more, I'm, I'm quite strong. I, that's what I can say. So for me, it was, uh, you know, oh my gosh, my mind, you know how it, how it goes. My mind is going in about 10 different directions. Yeah, I know what that's like, yeah. In this exact moment, so stutter, stutter, stutter. Um, what happened with me was that I was never in a place of being fully comfortable around people because when I was, <clears throat> when I was 10 years old and I was fighting off a, some sort of a dark entity in my, my family's basement every night, who was I going to talk to? So I was isolated when I was 10 because of who I was and what I knew that was different from the rest of the world. When I was 13, I was doing, I could remote view and getting psychic flashes of all sorts of things from plane crashes to car accidents. So again, I was removed. When I was 18, I could look into somebody's eyes and I could tell you, you know, things that, you know, quite frankly, there's, you would not have uttered a word to in your life to anyone, and you were the only one that knew, and I could, you know, pull that out. Um, so, I've always been in that 
place of being somewhat different and it's been it's been difficult for that reason because in a relate if you're if i go into a relationship my first question is how will they handle my uh uniqueness <laughs> i don't mean to laugh but uh yeah that's uh, that's come up in my <laughs> that's crossed my mind too so okay go on <laughs> so so we are all in this process of different levels of being you know and and i think that for me uh this compulsion that i have to come forward is a compulsion to say hey look this is who i am let me be who i am it's it's like wanting to scream it at the top of at the top of my lungs and say um you know last year mike um i was a speaker in in laughlin and one of the things that I shared was imagine a world where all of us have the freedom to be able to speak and that we could share our knowledge all at the same time. Do you remember that part of my yep. my presentation? It, it was a rather powerful moment because I was talking about how all of a sudden all of us, all of us could come forward and share our insights in the world. And if all of us came out at the same time and, and shared it, how we would change the world because it, no longer would people be able to ridicule us, but they'd look at us and say, wow, I had, you know, 50 people all saying the exact same thing at the same time to me uh, from all directions. There's got to be something going on here. Um, so I think we, we're all pushed in, in different ways to come forward because of that. Don't you think? You know, it's interesting that the, uh, here, so do you, did you met Marissa Ryan at the, at the, at the Laughlin conference, didn't you? She was the, she was the, um, intuitive, she was a psychic. Oh my gosh, I, I met so many people in, Okay, she, she was one of the speakers, and she was actually, as far as I could tell, a very powerful, you know, psychic. I was very impressed with her, with her, um, presentation, and, um, and then as soon as the presentation was over, she was taking, uh, People, she was going to do readings for folks while she was there, and I, you know, and this is this says so much about me as a person because this is something I never would have done three years ago. I would have like would have laughed with contempt at something like this, and there I was, like you know, like oh gosh, I would love to you know chat with her. So I um I went up and talked with her, and she said, nope, she's booked, she's busy, she just got all filled up there, and but she gave me her card, and I called her oh probably a week after I got back from Laughlin, so that would have been um, very early uh, March. And uh, and I just started the blog, and uh, and we did a phone session, and uh, the first things out of her mouth when we started talking on the phone were, uh, she in no uncertain terms, she just blurted out like um, uh, you know actually I wrote it down. I'm gonna read it to you exactly what she said. Okay. And this is from March 10th, and in uh, her oh, name that's is... my birthday. Oh, hey. Happy birthday. So on your birthday, she yes. said, um. I'm being told that you're supposed to be journaling all your experiences. It's not necessarily for education purposes. It's just because there are more and more people waking up that have these experiences, like you, and they feel like they are crazy or like they are nuts. And even though there are millions of cases out there, there are still new people waking up and they are saying, I don't believe this, or why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. And then she says, and you will bring peace to them. And... Uh, and it really, it was funny because I, I, there's this kind of, um, there was this feeling 
when she said that, I was like, I, in, in no certain terms, deep in my gut, I said, yep, that's sure what it feels like. Uh, and I, uh, and that's, that's been the role of this, um, this, this online thing for me in a funny way. Um, I, I feel like I have, uh, oh, I got a nice simple writing style and I, and I don't jump up to big conclusions and, and I'm, and I'm in a place of questioning my own experiences in, in, uh, and I don't really try to go much beyond that. Uh, and I think it's been really helpful for folks. And I, I know it has because I've had a lot of people actually write me after reading stuff online. So, mm-hmm. Well, I, I always say that we are, you know, when people say, well, what do you think you have all the answers for, to me? And I tell them, are you kidding? Um, absolutely not. We all are in different uh, areas. I'm not even going to say different levels of understanding because sometimes that's not even the case either. It's just that we're all in working from different areas in order to bring about awareness and understanding. So even though, Mike, you came to me in Laughlin and you were very, um, very much in the process of just grabbing on to to everything that was around you at that point – it doesn't mean that you had any less answers than I did. Um, and in with the approach that you're taking, it's it's wonderful because uh, every area of of and every part of this process that we're all moving through is necessarily needed. My my approach is with a little bit of um, you know oomph. Uh, it's a little bit saying, okay, this is what we need to do. Let's go. Um, and yes, this is real, and that's it. That's the bottom line. And, but I always say to question everything. And even though I may come across as being very strong at times, I still question everything. Sure. And I love that uh, there are places where people can go, such as you know, someone like yourself, and say this is a very human experience and bring it back down to that level because even in, in saying that uh, I just created a, I'm in the process of creating a whole new website. that's just massive and I'm doing it because I'm finding that people need more, as much information as they can possibly have. And so I'm trying to bring all of the, the information that I have out and that includes um, the process of the struggle that I've had in, in accepting this. And I'm trying to incorporate all of those different levels of myself into this website so that people see it's not just one thing. It's, it's a whole bunch of different areas. But bringing it back to the, the human spirit is, of course, the most important because really, Mike, in the absolute... For me, the bottom line is that we are human beings having a human experience, experience, and that we need to look at the subject matter with those with those eyes and that feeling. I, because I, I, it's it's what we're doing. I talked with Leo Sprinkle, um, who has been super gracious with me the whole time. He was one of the first people I talked to. I called him up out of the blue and just filled him in on my experiences and he's been super supportive of all the stuff I've been doing. He um 
And I asked him, it's like, well, how do you how do you go about conducting an interview? How do you go about you know doing all this stuff? Because all of a sudden I was stepping into this world, and and whether it was conducting an interview or just talking to someone. Uh, and he said, which I thought was a really wise answer. He said, you, in doing so, you are bringing. You know, you are part of the equation as soon as you enter into this, you know, into an, uh, a dialogue. Um, so th- there's there's no way to be objective. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, or you'll be wildly subjective um, uh, because that's just the nature of, of you know who you are. So just just know that going in. And um, hey, this is. So, can you please talk just a little bit about the events that took place in in '88? I thought that was absolutely riveting when when you spoke about it, and then um, and again it was riveting when I read about it in your book. Wow, uh, 1988, um, the transformation year. Um, that was a really strong experience for me because, of course, my contacts have been since my birth, but what happened was I was unaware of them. And unaware of them on a fully conscious level. And in 1988, I was living in Vancouver, British Columbia, and I decided to take a trip to um, northern BC with some friends. And so on this journey, we went up and everything was completely, you know, normal. And coming back down, there were three adults and a child in the car. And I was really happy about that because uh, there was two drivers. Me and my friend, we didn't have our driver's license at the time, so her boyfriend always had to drive. And I was really happy that this particular journey was going to be shorter because we had a second driver. So we got into the car and we began driving south towards Vancouver. So for, you know, first probably, I don't know, 10 hours, everything was normal. There was nothing out of the ordinary. And then all of a sudden I was in the backseat sleeping and I had a strange experience, which I now believe was an astral experience um, going into the astral world, where I felt like I was pulled on my body and, and saw this um, man and woman in this vision and they said to me um do not be afraid we are coming for you soon we are your friends we are your family do not be afraid and i was like okay and i poof literally woke up like as as if i had slammed back into my body into the sitting in the back of the car and opened my eyes and kind of shook my head and i was really deeply moved by that and a little freaked out understandably sure (laughs) a a lot freaked out to be quite honest and so i i was i thought well how am i going to tell these people that i'm traveling with because you know what are they gonna what are they gonna say i i I, how could i even share something like that with them so after a few hours um so what happened was myself and the other woman um changed with the the driver to move up to the front of the car and for hours, basically hours after that, uh, these two round balls of light would come and follow us. Now they looked like headlights, massive headlights, and they would travel the the same route 
as the road. So it was in the middle of the night. It was dark. It looked like two. It looked like a vehicle coming up behind us almost, except the lights were bigger than normal. So I thought it was some sort of a truck. I. It was. It was like my mind was trying to find rationality with it. And every time the lights came up behind us, this strange radio station would come on from somewhere in the southwest. And I think it was new. It, I think it was um, Santa Fe or. Albuquerque or something like that. It was somewhere in the southwest. Now, here's a question. Now, was there any... This is a leading question, obviously, but you probably thought about this. And um, it, Was there any um, references to the Hopi Indians on that radio broadcast? No, there was not. Okay. No. Uh, so, anyway, I, this strange radio station would come up and its lights would fall, kind of fall back and the radio station would leave and this went on for hours. And then finally we went through a town called Hundred Mile House, which actually I only figured out a couple of years ago because I always thought it was a different town, which is quite ironic. And a little tidbit there for you, Mike. I was... I stayed silent for many years, and the very first public presentation that I ever did to come forward ended up being within 10 minutes of where I was picked up. You mean the location? Yes. Now, isn't there? Isn't that ironic? Because I want to explain this. Sorry, you might sound, I might have confused you a little bit. When this experience took place, um, we were traveling with these lights behind us. And then after we got, we just passed through this town. And just on the other side of this town, it was basically in wilderness again. Um, then the lights showed up and they were blinking on and off. And my friend that was driving was freaking out saying, oh, my God, what's going on? And everybody's getting, you know, myself, you know, just freaking out. Um, and then all of a sudden I screamed at her and said, pull over the car and she said, no, they could kill us. And you don't know who they are. And I said, pull over the bleep, bleep, bleep car right now. It's not you they want. It's me. And then she turned it into almost like a zombie and turned into, you know, pulled this car over. And then I looked behind me and the two balls of light are sitting there about six inches from the back of the car. The car is all of a sudden flooded with white light. I look to the front of the car. There's a craft on the road. Um, small beings are getting out of, you know, walking towards the car. Uh, and they're instructing me in my head through telepathy to get out of the car and not be, um, not to be afraid. And, and so I, did it work? Were you, I mean, this is the stuff of absolute, I mean, this is the stuff of terrifying nightmares. Was I terrified? Oh, I was, I was pretty darn scared. Yeah. Okay, good. Okay. That, that's, that. If fine. I wasn't, I wouldn't, you know, I, I mean, I'd be lying, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, come on. Um, and so I was pretty scared, but I wasn't, was I terrified? No, I was, I was pretty freaked out. My heart was pounding. I was, I was just pretty scared, mm -hmm. but to say that I was in the ultimate terror. No, I wasn't. Um, then they, they came and, and I got out of the car and these little beings that not with the crinkly skinned grays, these were smooth skinned grays, which are entirely different. Uh, they led me down the road where I was, there was a larger craft and wet, walked up an embankment 
onto a on board a craft where two tall blonde haired blue-eyed beings were standing and I walked on board the craft with them and it was there that I spent three hours and had a great deal of information uh, sort of quote as they called downloaded into me now here's a question and, and this is again a leading question and I just and I uh, and you may have contemplated it. do you actually remember entering the craft yes like walking in the door yes okay Good. Thanks. That's just something that, that shows up in the literature that that um, that uh, oh. some folks don't remember actually going in the door. They remember being outside a craft, and then suddenly they remember being inside a craft. In this particular one, yes, I absolutely remember walking in a door. Great. Thank you. Um, yes, and actually, I could maybe give some clarification on that to you <laughs> in a minute. Uh, so here's the thing. That particular location, after that point, I had not traveled, I didn't travel that that particular route again for many, 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 many years. And I always thought, um, because I don't know it very well, and it was dark, and I wasn't really thinking, and hadn't traveled it too many times, and... So I was thinking for, I don't know how many years it was, uh, from 1988 until 2003, do the math because I'm terrible. Um, I always thought that the town that I had gone through was Williams Lake. So here's the interesting um, tidbit that I was ready to come forward and in 2000 and uh, seven in 2007, sorry, 2007 was when I came forward. I was asked to speak at an event in hundred mile house. And so I said yes to that event. And as I was driving from Vancouver to hundred mile house, I realized that the, the actual place that I was picked up was not in Williams Lake as I had originally and thought for all those years. It was actually in 100 Mile House. So I was picked up in 100 Mile House, and the first time I came, the first public speaking event I was asked to be at was held in 100 Mile House. Literally about eight to 10 minutes of a drive from my actual coming out publicly to where the event took place. Is that not amazing? And it's amazing because you didn't know it at the time. No, exactly. It was just mind-blowing to me. It's I funny. Thought... This is exactly what I'm saying, where these puzzle pieces um, sort of fall in your lap, and you have a chance to sort of like, you know, sometimes they snap together really fast, and sometimes you got to play with them a little bit to make them fit. But, um, uh, yeah, that's that, 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 to me, speaks a lot about this phenomenon, that where, where that type of thing shows up with a, with a level of consistency that just boggles my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, this is, it kind of leads into what happened on craft because for me, I, you know, people say this to me all the time. Oh, you've been manipulated. You've had all these things. You're under, you're being controlled, all these things. You know what? If I'm being controlled to be more responsible in my life, if I'm being controlled to be more responsible for our Earth, 
and for humanity, then so be it. Do you know what I'm saying, Mike? I think I do. And, and this is something that, that um, you know, there's this kind of automaton, there's this kind of, uh, you know, kind of a scary movie, uh, you know, uh, version of being controlled. Yes. That, that um, uh, and it feels less it, now this is just speaking for me personally, and this isn't just generalities, because I'm just fleeting little feelings, but it feels less like I'm being controlled and more like I'm being nudged. It just feels like someone from behind the curtain is just, you know, I get to a little fork in the path, and someone from behind the curtain or some force from behind the curtain, whether that's me, whether it's my own internal, you know, higher self doing this, or, or it just, you know, just, it's just, you know, make a left turn instead of a right turn. You know, go down here, pursue this instead of pursuing that. Um, it's not like a zombie sort of control where I'm a, where I'm a crazy zealot, um, you know, preaching some some you know new religion. Um, it's more that I'm just being led down this path, and this journey is 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 is, is far far more fantastic and f- far more interesting than uh, than I would have guessed, you know, farther back on the path. Well, see, the only reason I make that comment is because I've had I've had people say this to me well you're you know and i don't feel I, I don't i don't feel at all that i'm being controlled now here's and, these, are these, and, and, are and these, like uh, comments are they um made in like are they mean-spirited comments yes okay and are they hurtful to me no i don't believe i don't feel hurtful by them but i mention them because it's for someone who's starting out um, and and maybe is very confused, it's one of the things that they I find that it, it will it's a, it's almost like a determining factor as to whether or not you're in with the good or in with the bad ETs and <laughs> which is which is like it's almost like you know, a naive the way messages to that we sorry oh it's a, that's just what you said being in, in league with the good or the, the bad ets is, is almost a naive way to look at it i think it's so much stranger and more complicated like you know the good and bad that's like a you know that's um it's you know that's so yeah. simplistic that's how that's how like uh, gi joe sells its toys by having good gi joes and bad gi joes you know that's it's a, it's a very simplistic you know uh you know us versus them kind of mentality that i think is does serve this this issue i think that you know we should we should be very grounded and try to look at this issue as 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 uh, from a place of as, as much maturity and as much open-mindedness as we can and then and then just be very careful not to get trapped into that kind of simplistic duality absolutely and and this is why i'm bringing it up because uh i find that we we do need to keep an open mind and we do need to look at all of the issues and to have the view that people like um like us uh on any level are being controlled or that we are being manipulated and so forth is as you said so so beautifully um naive because we in order to get to the truth of this whole phenomenon we must be caring and open-hearted um in order to find truth and real answers and those will only come by communication between individuals and the slow puzzle pieces coming together um it is it is 
time for all of us to really take a look at this. And I mean, by all of us, I mean humanity, to take a look at this whole phenomenon. You know, in 1988, I remember looking at people and saying to them, every single thing in this life, every single thing of who we are, where, I mean, every single aspect, every single thing revolves right back to these, um, quote, ET contacts. Whether these contacts are physical, um, telepathic, uh, they are um, meditation contacts, astral contacts, dream contacts, they all relate back to... Uh, um, every single aspect of our lives. It revolves around the technologies that we have, the insights that we have, where we came from, how we were created, um, what's happening in the world today. It, it all revolves back to that. And it is wonderful to see that people are actually beginning to understand that it does. And this is now that you, this was a feeling you had in 88? Yes. And well, now it's 2009, so it's been 21 years. How do you feel? Do you feel the same way now? Absolutely. Okay, because just use the term everything, like everything. And I feel like that may be strong, that may be too much, because I think that there's a lot going on as far as just, just human creativity that's incredibly powerful and, and, uh, and capable of, of uh, oh, you know, adding a lot to, to you know, human life. So, um but I well, think I think that there's a lot going on. I would I would have a hard time personally saying that everything. Well, I think it goes back to my understanding of who they are and where they're from and how what how their interactions are um, and what their interactions are doing to this world and how they're being created in this world. Uh, it does revolve back to everything. It does not mean that they control everything. It does not mean that they have the ultimate power. It does mean that that the human being does have um, is is on her own path and and does have the uh, creativity as you just said, but it does relate back to ET contact because ET contacts are literally changing the the way that society is functioning right now on some levels. And it's a, it's it's the the most complex um, conversation that we could have, mm -hmm. one that would take literally years in order to work through. Mm -hmm. And you know, going back to 1988, I was spent three hours on board of that craft with those beings, and you know, I was given information and knowledge that, for me, even today, is hard to express, hard to explain difficult to uh, share because I don't, I don't have the words to be able to do it. And it's for that reason um, that I, I feel that everything relates back to them in some way. And these messages that I received in 1988 when I was with them were very clear. I mean, if you take if I take all of the things that they showed me, which is possible cataclysms to you know a beautiful beautiful utopian society from one extreme to the other, uh, I would have to say that if I take all of that away, really the bottom line is this: 
I am an individual who is here on this earth to have an experience of life in a way that is a blessing and, and is beautiful. And it is my choice as to how I walk through this life here on earth. I am here as a spiritual being to experience the beauty of the universe through the eyes of this body. To be able to experience life by looking at a flower petal or a leaf blowing in the wind or a butterfly floating past my window. And it is this core of experience, this bottom line, that is a gift to me. And my ET contacts have enabled me to truly, truly feel blessed to have this experience. And through the emotions that we have, through the insights that we understand, and through the um, process of learning that we have here, all of these experiences and this knowledge is why, for me, my ET contacts are important, because it enables me to be more of who I am, not in this body, but in who I am as a soul, as part of the universe, as part of God. And this is why I am moved to do what I do and to share what I share and to be try to be as comfortable as I can be in, in this knowledge. And, and so that for me is the purpose of these contacts. You said the first time you came forward and spoke about this was in 2007. Yes. And now it's 2009. That's two years later. Um, uh, I don't. I'm just trying to wrap my mind around this. You have vaulted uh, into this. Yes. Um, how, how has it been? Well, um, oh, I want to tell you one more thing um, about that that pu first public speaking. Not only was it. Uh, it, within eight to ten minutes of when I came forward for the first time publicly was in the actual location, but I believe it was within two days of the actual event. So the event happened in October. What's the date in October? Um, October 17th. Okay. And I believe the date, or sorry, was it October 17th? And I think that the date, I, I may be mistaken, I'd have to look it all up, but um, I believe that the speaking date that I have was on October 15th. And the actual date of when I was taken in 88 was October 17th. Mm -hmm. okay. so it was in two days and within eight to ten minutes of where it actually took place. Quite ironic. How has it been for me in the last two years? Well, I've, I waited a long time knowing that I was going to move forward publicly. It's been extremely challenging. Um, I knew that I would be catapulted into the public eye, which I feel at times I have been. And because, of course, I've been on UFO Hunters television. I've been on Coast to Coast. I've, I've been on all these big radio programs and so forth. But at the same time, you know what, Mike? 
it's challenging because I live in a, in a du, du, duality world, you know, where I have this complete focus and attention on this path of, of bringing this forward to the public as much as possible. Just as you said, to assist in others knowing that it's okay and that we're all in this together. And then I have this completely normal life where I struggle and I have the same challenges that everyone else does. So it's been really tough. It's been really tough and on a lot of different levels, you know, relationship-wise, friendship, um, financial, wow, financial, um, and still holding on to the beauty of all of it. So it's been really, really tough, and, and I do seek out people who are well-grounded and rounded in this arena for advice and for uh, support and I value each and every one of them. How's the book doing? The book is doing quite well. I've had book reviews all around the world. I've had um, books selling in all around the world as well, which is fantastic. Uh, as far as Japan, China, I, I mean, my, my book, um, I had an e-book go out to Russia the other day, which is quite exciting. And so I am thrilled. Argentina, uh, so this story, my story, is getting around the world, so it's doing very well. I'm, I'm, I, yes. Good, I, and I and I liked your book a lot, and and it was interesting having met you and read the book, and it was, whew, how do I say this? It was interesting because it resonated at a really deep level with me in a way that, um, you know, a lot of books don't. And it's, in if your your book is. I mean, it's actually, it's, it's quite a simple story when you get right down to it. Um, and uh, and I, I give you a lot of credit for not, it's, you, you were very cautious not to embellish, you were very cautious not to um, uh, be too flowery in anything, and I was very impressed with that. Uh, you know, not to, to speculate wildly, often in, in directions that might not have served, uh, you know, the reader. Um, I, you know, thank you for that, because when I wrote that book, um, I had instruction from my ETs as to the direction that they wanted me to, to move with us. And I did have a bit of instruction from them. But I, I knew that in order to allow oh, just, people... Just real quick, what was the instruction? Well, the instruction was to allow people to read my story so that they would understand who I was. And that was, I am, a norm, I am an average person. I'm an average person, and I, it, this could happen to anyone. And th by by that, allowing people to feel connected um, in that way. And I did make it simple on purpose. I didn't get too heavy into the science or the, the this or that or the conclusions or decisions because really it's always up to the individual. And so it was very much written simplistically as a result of um, their actual, the ET's instructions, so that people could relate to it and accept it and accept us. So that was my instruction. Oh, well, the good, I'm going to, so I praise the book highly, and it's, and it's, I think it's a really fascinating story because this is something that comes up. I think if, if this were, um, this whole phenomenon were little scientists from another planet, uh, traveling here on little, little spaceships uh, to collect data, 
Um, and we have the analogy right here where, where the same thing is happening in Yellowstone National Park where folks are flying in helicopters and collecting data on the grizzly bears. And we can make that analogy and wrap our minds around it. And I think that's what pop culture is doing to this phenomenon. It's saying that it's little scientists from another planet coming here to study us. Um, and that, that, hold, that, that actually fits a little bit. That puzzle piece that holds up pretty well if you if you but in, once you start going deeper that crumbles it falls apart it doesn't match anymore um, right. and the thing that is so interesting and your story was such a good example of it um, and maybe mine to a lesser degree is that the that the the little uh, episodes are so intensely personal um, I don't think that the that the that scientists flying into Yellowstone on their helicopters can can create that sort of personal contact with the grizzly bears uh i I guess i'm just praising your book because it did have a lot of that um very uh human personal stuff in there and and i found that it uh was it was uh important because of that thank you and that's exactly what it was meant to do like exactly it was written for people like you it was written for people who need to um know that their experience this is that it is a, a deeply um personal and moving experience and that the struggle that we have in order to accept it is okay it's okay we don't need to fight that we just need to be in observance of it and accept it and so i thank you very very much for that i really appreciate you giving oh, me that feedback oh very much so yeah it was it's, and i and i mean it um here's a question the uh the illustrations on your website there's these illustrations of these uh you know blue-eyed beings and uh um there's one right on your homepage of this woman and she's she's uh you know got very angular cheekbones and and uh slightly oversized eyes um did, who did those drawings for you uh that's by uh an artist friend of mine Corey wolf and were you, were you, did you work with her on that? Um, him? Yes. Okay, I worked excuse with him, me. I worked with him a little bit. We had a few phone calls back and forth. The picture is, is, um, some similar, it's close. It's not exact, but yes, I did work with him a little bit on that. So yes. And, and it's absolutely amazing because, uh, I think that it triggers people that picture. There's a there's a fellow that I met in New York State uh, at a conference, at a UFO conference, and a few people took me aside and uh, and basically said, you know, this guy's got a wild story to tell, but I believe him. Um, and I got along great with him. His name is Mark, um, and he has ongoing. He lives in the Hudson River Valley, right at the heart of uh, all the experiences that were going down in the 80s. And he is an artist. He's drawn very detailed pictures of his own experiences. And he uh, uh, draws, has drawn almost the exact same character. And this is a man and woman character that he's drawn over and over again. And they're just, uh, he's a very, very skilled illustrator. And um, they're, it's very interesting because they almost come across as these superheroes. And he, he talks about them being uh, uh, proportionally taller than we are. And, yes. um, and I'm shocked at the similarities between this drawing here and, uh, and there was another drawing of a man also, I think, on your site. Yes. And um, and they are, for all intents and purposes, identical. And yes. I'm just like, curious, have you met this fellow, Mark? No, I don't know who it is. Okay. No. I'll, uh... what, what, 
I, I would love to mention something, though, because there is <clears> – <throat> I don't usually, you know, want to advertise for other people or anything like that. But um, first of all, this woman came – I found this woman just the other day, actually, and quite remarkable. On my website, there is a link to this particular uh, woman's homepage – she has a book that she's going to be producing and it is absolutely amazing. And it has pictures, um, sketches art um, from all of these different people all over uh, of different ETs. And I would, because it is quite amazing. Uh, oh, that's great. If you find her website, I can just put a link right on the, um, on the, the, this page that I'm going to create for this interview. And, uh, and I'll also say here, this is a good time to say it. Now, um, I'm going to give a plug for your, your um, website. Mm-hmm. Um, your website is uh, uh, Blue Star Prophecy. Yes. And that would be www.bluestarprophecy.com. And uh, it's interesting. I'll, and I'll tell you the thing that's most interesting for me, I just like uh, blow past the homepage and stuff like that. And I went right to the to the blog stuff, the human stuff. And, the, and there's a also a section there where people write in and ask you questions and you've been very good about uh, answering them. And some of the questions are extremely big. And, and I, and I, you know, essence shied away from asking the big, 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 big questions. Cause I, I find I get kind of lost in that. I find it's like <laughs> jumping down rabbit hole. I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around the, the, the enormous questions, but you definitely don't shy away from, from um, the big questions. No, I don't. And and that's why, you know, I, I tried to, I've had one website for quite a while and it was a very basic website and that's how I started out. And I just, I just, and in this still in the process of creating this new website, but my focus and goal has always been right from day one is to give people an opportunity to interact with me and to get as much information as possible out there. But I am only one person and I can only do so much. But I really do enjoy people asking me questions. Sometimes it takes me a bit to answer them because I'm so busy. But it's a great way of interacting and bringing about the issues that are really important to other people. So there's there's a lot of things um, that people ask over and over and over again. And those are also some of the issues that I'm going to get to on my website and have them either in videos or podcasts or however I choose to to share that information. Yeah, and uh, and this is just so you know, this little audio format is surprisingly easy to do. I was actually kind of impressed when I when I took it upon myself to to start doing these little audio things, and and it was very easy. Um, this this website that I was talking about is going to be another trigger, I think, for people. It's called uh, the this website is www.outtherezone. O U T Again, T-H-E-R-E-Z-O-N-E.com, outtherezone.com, and go check it out. It's extraordinary. Oh, this is great. This is, this is, great. This I is have, from people I have, all over. This is, this is from people all over the world, I would imagine, and it's fantastic. Oh, this is interesting. Hey, um, it's been an hour and ten minutes we've been talking, mm-hmm. and it's zip right by. Yes. And... Uh, is there anything else you want to say? I just want to say say a huge thanks, and I hope people will get something out of it. I just would like to say thank you so much for the wonderful conversation. Rather than um, quote interview, 
um, conversations I think are very, very powerful and it's a wonderful way to be able to share. And I'm just grateful that you um, gave me this opportunity and I hope to be able to uh, listen to more of your interviews because after speaking to you, I think that they're very valuable. And I feel like I'm a lousy interviewer and a good conversationalist, so I don't try to do the thing that I'm lousy at. So. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good. Well, thank uh, you so much. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Okay. At this point, I shut the uh, recorder off, but we kept on talking, and we talked and talked, and a few minutes went by, and I was like, hey, this is, this is good stuff. So I uh, turned the recorder back on, and here's what happens. Okay. Okay, anyway, keep talking. You were, you were talking about just how things are ramping up. So everything is ramping up. And so what I, was, what I was sharing is that if you take a look at what it is that I'm doing, and, and by no means does this mean that it is me, as I am only part of this process, all of us that are, quote, contactees, you'll find that we are all in the same flow of what it is that is happening and so if you take a look at just what it is that I'm doing alone, you will be able to see the sort of um, progression that is taking place with everyone else, which means when I came forward, there was a huge jump in people coming forward. And that would have been? That would have been mm, two years ago, three years ago. <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I, I, yes. I had some... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if, if you talk to apparently if you talk to Whitley Strieber, he even got the message to come back out into the public eye in 2003, which is when my message came. So in 2003, which was three years ago, I got the message, okay, it's time. But I had some prep that I needed to do by coming forward with the book. Two years ago, everyone totally jumped forward. And then within the last year, people have not only come forward, but they're doing, every, you know, they're finding any and all means to come forward. You're going to find that <clears throat> for me right now, I am vamping up. I just have a new website. I'm taking as much information as is possible for me to bring forward free to people um, and, giving it, and giving it out as much as I possibly can. And so you're going to find that uh, within the next little while, people are really going to start to be pushing more and more and more uh, avenues of bringing this information to the public. For myself, I am going to be starting to do a blitz of information in all directions. And if you're a person that's doing a blog, if you're if whatever it is that you're doing, however you're sharing, even if it's just within your family, your community, your circle of friends, you're going to find that it's going to become even more important for you to share. You're going to be doing it a little bit more loudly with a little bit more um, courage and conviction. And so this is a process we're all in together. And we're talk you were talking to me about synchronicities and how we're all moving at the same time and doing these, you know, starting blogs at the same time and doing coming forward at the same time and like literally to the day i mean on some people literally yeah and and where do you think that's coming from that's an excellent question and 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 the, the i mean is it you know uh is it some little flying saucer off in the netherworld like sort of pushing their the button that says you know come forward you know the, the send the come forward ray down to earth and, and it's it's pointed at certain key individuals 
it's it's you know what mike it's not it's not sent to key individuals it's sent to absolutely every human being on earth which is why everyone is feeling the jitter and wondering what it is that's going on within themselves and those who are clear within their clearer within their spirit and their soul are able to connect to those messages um, on a much more rapid basis and much more quickly and and clearly and succinctly than others who have been, you know, sort of in the dark um, and are just beginning to wake up to to life itself and their spirit and, and uh, spirituality. So all of us, I mean, this isn't about Miriam Delicato. It's not about, you know, Mike Cleland. It's about all of us. And... I guess part of the, one of the most important points is that we all get the same message. It's ha- whether or not we are willing to act on it. Right. And, and, uh, and it's been a very bold adventure for me. And I've actually, um, Oh, I had a very synchronistic dream when I decided to come forward. Um, and it was, a it was a very vivid dream that had all kinds of imagery as far as, um, me getting very passionate, and I and I literally threw books and maps away, um, and and the the metaphor for this whole thing was like you can't have an adventure um, on the map. You can't have an adventure out of a book. The only true adventure you can have is by throwing the map away and stepping off, you know, off the map. And it feels like that is what I have done. Um, uh, it feels like I've I've set my life up in this funny way or, you know, made very strong decisions, uh, to, to, uh, turn my back on, on the map, uh, and just sort of, you know, jump blindly off the cliff in essence. And, and just, and just, uh, uh, and, and if I, if I had to follow a roadmap or if I had to follow a, a outline or a format on how to proceed, um, it wouldn't be an adventure. It wouldn't be life. It would be someone else's idea of what life would be. I agree. I absolutely agree, and we need to look at it from a from an individual basis, because if you look at it from an individual um, perspective, you can understand the 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 greater perspective um, in the whole, and that's how we learn about the whole is through looking at ourselves, and so this whole phenomenon is not based on one individual. It's not based on one philosophy, one idea, one concept, one, one belief. It's based on all of those things and how they all interact with one another. It's a very complex subject. And, but you can, by looking at some of, some of us out there, um, who are a little, you know, who are connecting in and maybe, Maybe we're all on different levels of uh, understanding it for ourselves, but we're all doing the the same work. We're all out there. We're all coming forward. And I've actually been, that's one of my goals is to have people come forward with their contact experiences, as long as it's not hurtful or harmful to themselves or their family through ridicule, and that they aren't going to suffer as a result of it. Uh, so <clears throat> you have to be cautious and careful as to who you share and how you share it. 
but still bringing it forward to the public eye. <laughs> Except that I'm sharing it online to the whole world. So. Yes, well. So it gets, yeah, it gets very, and I'm using my real name, and, and uh, yeah, it's getting, it's very, like, uh, so yeah, I, that's, I've jumped off the cliff, let me put it that way. Yes, and so have I, and, yep. and, and <laughs> you know, one of my, one of my harshest criticisms as of late has been where people, I, I'm not. I'm not interested in what people have to say. I'm interested in how what they do, and I'm interested in whether or not they're coming from a heartfelt place or not. And so you have to take a look at each individual and really assess where they're coming from. And if they're coming from a heart heart center, they're not going to be pushing something. You know into your face and saying, this is the way it is, this is what you have to do, and give me money. <laughs> Stephen Burr. And, uh, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> so, it's not going to be, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are pushing different concepts and ideas that are charging a lot of money for seminars and, and that sort of thing. We do have to eat, we have to make a living, and we do need to support our families and ourselves. However, uh, when the concepts and ideas are so um, boxed up is when I take issue because this is not a boxed up issue. It is a broad, broad issue and one that deserves to have an openness to it, to all concepts and ideas and not become focused on one particular thing. Yeah, amen to that. So. Good. Well, this has been totally delightful. It has been. And so I, I, once again, you know, I thank you because it's been it's it's nice to have a conversation with like minded rather than <clears throat> those who are in judgment. Yeah. And, and uh, I'm, I, I spend enough time judging myself. I don't need to I don't need to thrust that on anyone else. So exactly. OK, well, this, once again, thank you so much. And, uh, and this will be up in a day or so. OK, well, thank you again, Mike. And it was really nice to talk to you and keep in touch and. Uh, you know, we're all in it together, so you're doing great. You're doing really well. I'm very happy for you. Good. Well, thank you. Okay. So I'm going to go have some uh, brunch now. Good. And I'm going I'm <laughs> to finish my cup of coffee, and, and thanks so much. Okay. Take care, love. Bye-bye. Bye. This audio conversation between myself and Miriam was recorded on September 29th, 2009. Hey, I, I guess if you, the listener, made it through this whole thing, um, I guess you can recognize that Miriam is a oh, uh, very heartfelt as well as very intense. She's very straightforward is how she gives an answer to something, and she's not um, shy about being extremely bold with her with her declarations, which I which I like a lot. I I'm hesitant to um, oh. The new age thing is a funny is a funny thing for me, and I and I'm a little cautious not to immerse myself too deeply in it. Um, though I think Miriam does a really nice job of balancing oh some some concepts and some tones that might be uh, oh a little off-putting to to folks that are are you know kind of locked into the nuts and bolts world. So I give her a lot of credit for that. When we met in Laughlin, which would have been in February of this year. 
uh, I just went up and said hi to her and um, and said we should talk. And then I saw her at her booth. This was right at the very beginning of the of a seven day conference. And I went up and I bought her book, which I which I was planning to buy anyway. I'd heard, more than one person had recommended it to me. And she did this thing that she does with other people. And uh, I should have asked her about it a little bit, but she and I watched her do it with other people during that conference. It was interesting. Uh, she has an intense way about her, and she looked right in my eyes and kind of locked gazes with me for a moment. And this is we hadn't we had hardly met. I had just uh, said hello and exchanged some niceties, and and that's it. Um, but she looked at me at her little booth, locked eyes with me, and then sat down with a with a pen and wrote in my book. And here's what she wrote. Mike, there are many questions, and you have the answers. All you need to do is accept that you are on the right path. Follow it, and it will all come together. Miriam. And uh, uh, that was actually quite sage advice for me, and I appreciated it greatly. I hope you enjoyed the interview, and uh, thanks for listening. Bye now.